Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. This week, we are talking about boundaries. 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 Oh, what a fun word. This is a fun topic. Well, Uh it came up, right, because we've had a couple people have increase. Um, and in particular, when it's family members, how do you set boundaries? Is I think some of the some of the big question, and even more detailed, and given the fact that Mother's Day is coming up, this could be a decent topic around Mother's Day. Is when it's your mom, right? So if it's your mom, that's somebody in your life that's not the healthiest person for you. Uh, what do you do about that? <laughs> like, how do you how do you manage that? And I have coached lots of people through this. Uh, and and from all different kinds of people in their lives that they had to learn to set boundaries around. And here's one of the things that I find interesting. As I say, and I believe for myself, as I got, get healthier and more or less codependent, right? I don't think there's a word. I don't know if that, that's the right word. You know what I mean? The more I own to the fact that I codependency is, is part of my fabric of my being, <laughs> like has been, right? I'm a right. honor. The more I am in alignment with the knowing that I am whole and complete no matter what, it's that whole work of my my own work, right? Mm -hmm. The easier it is for me to set boundaries because I'm not caught up in whatever it is my fear is that that person's going to retribute on me. Right. 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 Because it's really the fear of the retribution for not setting the boundary. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. But for no, me, I think you're right. the thought that I'm going to set a boundary, I'm going to set... First of all, I also think when we set boundaries, we shouldn't tell people we're setting boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have to make an announcement. I am setting a boundary. You, <laughs> you know, I will like, not do You this. will not have access to me. I mean, you can do that, and I have known gay people to do it because they want their families to know, hey, if you're going to fuck with me about being gay, you're not in my life. You know, you're either going to accept me being gay or you're out. You know, and I can totally get that because they need to make but I think when you're setting boundaries with people, you often just silently on your own way be strong in yourself and limit your time with them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think the healthier you get, the more you're not interested in spending time with people who are life suckers. You know, there's a word right now, Hay House is thrown around. There's some, one of Hay House's authors, I can't remember who it is, did a thing on energy vampires. Oh yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that word. I think it makes us sound like hor- like uh, people horrible. But I do think that there are people who are dysfunctional enough, or are so in their own way or their own stuff that their own mental illness or their own low vibration that they can't get out of that they do suck energy from us a little bit, or they do. It's it's harder to. I don't want to put it on them right because nobody can suck my energy really right I let guy I, I release it to them you know and I give them my power right um and so I think the happier we are and the more in alignment we are the less we're willing to do that and we're and there's something that happens that I wish I could explain to you all that it's like a switch gets flipped that turns and all of you have probably experienced this Remember when you used to be in love with uh, in love with someone and then you're not, but more not that, but where you used to care about if somebody thought. Do you ever have? I mean, everybody's had that uh-huh. experience, right? Where you used to care about somebody's opinion of you, and at some point you just quit. Yeah, yeah, right. You just quit. Yep. You're just like, it doesn't matter, right? But not even from a bad place. You're just like, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good. 
Right. I think the healthier we are, we get that way about ev- more and more people, like about everybody. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I think the people who are the hardest to get that way about are our parents. And because mine are both dead, I don't ever have to deal with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I can coach people around it. Right. But I, and, and I know people who have cut their parents off completely. You know, we have listeners on the show that I know intimately who I've coached and who've oh done such great work. I love you, all of you, done such great work around their parents and letting the opinion of their parent or the thought about, because all of us also, you know, have, I mean, I have people I coach who will tell me their parents don't love them, right? They're, they don't, mm. I never believe that, right? I think parents love their kids. Right. I think the way we show that is sometimes often pretty dysfunctional. Yeah. can be some of the sick patterns we've learned because we're a trauma culture. Right. We're a culture burst on trauma. We have all of us. Right. And you can't. And their trauma becomes our our reality. We raped them. We pillaged them. We could create a genocide. We are traumatized individuals. That is not in our human DNA to do that to people. So Mm -hmm. there, that's just jacked up. So we're a traumatized culture. So um, you know, and so people are still traumatized, and they're sick. And sometimes you got to set boundaries around that. And however much time you can not be around them, I just I do think is it really is about you managing time and and giving up all the guilt and the story that there's something wrong with you for doing that. Mm-hmm. It, well, okay, so yes, and I okay, so I've got a couple of <laughs> couple of little quick questions after right. sort of just listening. Just parents, um, <laughs> I do. A um, couple of little quick questions. One is about not telling people. Um, I think that one of the things that I've experienced personally is setting boundaries and not telling people, and then they just start to get very, very confused about what's going on, and so they start to blame other things on why I'm not showing up in the same way with them. Um, Mm. And so it became something that was, I had set this boundary... But then it became other people's or other things that were happening or they get really something's wrong. They're scared for me. It's time for an intervention, you know, blah, 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 (laughs) you know. And it's like if I would have just said, you know what, I'm just setting some boundaries here and this is why I probably could have avoided not only my own stress of having to then deal with that response, but also the idea that I have to, um, that they had to deal with that. Does does that make sense? Like that they had to go through the emotional labor. Yeah. And I'm willing to be completely wrong about that or, and, or that there's all all different ways to do it. Um, but I agree. Yeah. In in that particular case, yeah, it might've been smarter to just say, Hey, I'm taking some time and I'm going to not see you as much Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. what it is, but you don't have to make it about them. Right. Right. Never is, right? No. Completely not. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's never about them. Yeah. And I think I made it about them in their minds versus me right. saying, this is my deal. This is something I'm going through right now. And this is something I need to do in order to um, protect myself and, and as I walk through this part of my life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that and that was, I think, one of the things that hit me the most was it doesn't necessarily mean that that boundary is permanent. Um, 
I've had lots of experiences with boundaries being where I set the boundary, I was able to work through my own shit, was able to, you know, get real and honest about my own stories that I'd been created, and then that boundary didn't need to be there anymore because I could show up in a completely different way. Um, right. And I think that's that, that, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's why I don't necessarily tell, set, you know, speak that I'm setting a boundary. I just, you know, we're doing our own things. And, you know, when I'm, but I, it, it shifts for me, my ability to be around. They don't have to do anything. I'm the one who shifts. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. what I want everybody to really get. <laughs> this isn't about them. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, we'd love it to, I mean, I'd love, you know, that. I think it's a worthy conversation sometimes to let people know that you're committed to being self-aware and you're committed to being positive and you're committed to, to spending your time on this planet doing things that lift people up. Yep. yep. And so, and, and, and that's, you know, it's like the, the deal is the more you ride that vibe, the people who aren't committed to that aren't going to be around you much anyway. Nope. 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 Unless they're your mom. <laughs> Unless they're your mom. Okay, exactly. Unless they're your family. That's exactly what I was going to say was, okay, yes, unless you're attached to them. You know, like there's a different level of, you know, what is going to be expected there when it comes to family. Um, I've drawn some uh, pretty hard core lines with some family members. And actually, um, that was one of... If you guys have not listened uh, to some of the beginning of our, uh, you know, beginning podcast, one of them was me setting boundaries around a specific family member. Uh, and I have, <coughs> excuse me, um, I have continued to set that boundary around that family member and do not have a relationship with them. Um, and it is good. I mean, it's fine. It is normal. It is, nothing has really changed. I had to work through what that meant with some of my other family members um, who, you know, felt like you don't do that with family. Um, but, you know, from a healthy mental standpoint, it was what I needed to do. And um, they got over it. You know, that's the part. I mean, no, they got over it. It's not a, it's not a question anymore. It's not a pushing anymore. Um, they're not, you know, trying to sneak attack on me anymore. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, that is a good thing. But, you know, when, so it's, it's not to say that family can't, you can't, like, put some hardcore boundaries around family. Uh, but you have to, like, know what you're doing, too. Um, and what that actually means and the, the ripple effects of what that looks like. So how do you, how do you deal with that, Jay? You know, the, the ripple effects of, of those boundaries. Well, I mean, I just think you have to take it one case at a time and stay really true to your commitment to yourself. Um, and be willing to share with people along the way that you are committed to having a relationship with. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the willingness to be vulnerable is if you really do want a relationship with someone in your family. I mean, I'm a big believer. I'm a huge family. I mean, you know, I can't be best friends with every family member. There's thousands of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you I do. just had, <laughs> we just had another baby yesterday. Um, my niece, who's my age, just became a grandma for the first time. And, Aww. 
Yeah, and uh, so we have a new. Uh, so she's my great great niece then, right? Holy shit! I think I have, I think I have ten or eleven of those now. Um, oh my god! Yeah, so there, I mean, there's so many of them, and I have individual one-on-one relationships with lots of members of my family, and those are the people that you know. My love language is time, and and you know, I don't know if. I mean, you might know this about me. I have a lot of people in my life. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have an exponential amount of human beings that I manage to spend time with, right? No, because, it's true. You're so much you know, better. You are so... I don't know how you juggle all the people who love you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's very sweet. Um, I actually uh, uh, had a friend... Tell me, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I had a one of my best friends uh, said to me recently because sometimes when we have plans, he'll uh, bail on me, and this and this uh, really taught me something that I hadn't thought of, and it goes against to show you guys you don't always know every, you don't know anything. I don't know anything. Um, he was telling me, uh, you know, buddy, I, I just want to let you know that sometimes when I say I'm going to come and see you, and then I don't. Part of the reason is because I'm a real introvert, and you know, when I commit to coming to see you, I know that what I'm committing to is at least ten other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was like, "Oh, dude, I never that never occurred to me." (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say that that never occurred to me. Um, but but I totally get it and it makes so so much sense to me that someone who is an introvert and they've said yes because they want to hang out with me and they love me and I appreciate that and then they're getting ready they're not feeling a crowd (laughs) I get it so um, so I think that we have to you know relationships are about um, so much about knowing each other as you know just a knowing of one another and that takes time and energy and when you have a huge family like I do there's certain family members that I'm closer to mm-hmm. and those are the ones who usually are right there with me and step around my values and around how I live my life and me as a trans person and supporting my tra- my family as a queer family mm-hmm. validating us queer family acknowledging the fact that we you know really aren't you know we are second-class citizens in this country as <laughs> a queer family. You know, those things, not to the degree that we're a victim, but just getting it. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. the family members I'm closest to are – I also – the queer runs deep in my family. We have, you know, on every generation we have multiple <laughs> layers well, of queerness. you started off with nine children. So <laughs> when you look at the the, the right. fact is you're going to yeah. have – and two of us are flat out queer, and um, you know there there's probably yeah two out of nine. So anyway, the queer runs deep in the family, and so it's usually the the queer queer kids and their families around them that you know I'm more I'm closer with um, because we align more with those values. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is as we uh, align ourselves, a part of our alignment, I think, is getting clear about what is it that we value. And what do we want to focus our time on? Because, you know, this time is short. So how you navigate that is one person at a time. <laughs> like yeah. one small bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to decide who you're going to engage your energy with and how much that's, you know. For me, there's also family members of mine that are not my blood. You know, I've got people who are my kin that are really important to me. And I have some people who are actually my blood that I would spend 
you know, I might, if I had to throw him off a bus for my buddy over here that, you know, <laughs> has been, with me, has exactly. been next to me for the last 25 years and I got to throw off my, you know, I'm sorry. There's, you know, yeah, and, you know, that's blasphemy in my family. It's just like it probably is near as blood oh, as blood. And, yeah. Oh, blah. It's like, yeah, whatever. But the fact is, blah, blah. the people that leave, <laughs> blah, blah. We oh, have Hotel blah. Transylvania. Um, right. <laughs> we aren't parents of small children at small all. Small children. When <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that comes to our mind. Uh, I don't. But, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I love that show. It's so I do, funny. too. I can't wait for the next be, one. Just a side note, great movie if you haven't seen it. Yes. Hotel Transylvania and Hotel Transylvania 2. Yeah, and there's a both. third coming out, so... Yes. You gotta go catch Our, up. Well, I hope it's there. not that thing. For me, the third one is usually the dud. Yeah, um, me too. Yep. They kill Shrek. it. Did you hear that they're coming out with another Toy Story? <sighs> I'm done with that. I'm like, come on, guys. We finished. Yeah. We all bawled. Yeah. We said goodbye. Yeah, it's over. It's time over. to be done. <laughs> Put it yeah, to it's over. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, talk anyway, about boundaries. We need boundaries, boundaries here with people making too many movies. What I know is that... The people who have set solid boundaries, some of you out there who have set real solid boundaries and then kept focusing on what you really wanted in life and kept getting aligned, things got better. Mm-hmm. Things get better over time. Yep. It's the opposite. I think is going to happen is the more I set this boundary, the more I'm going to get rejected. <laughs> right? There's that, there's that fear that I'm going to actually, my family's actually going to cut me off. And the reality is the more in alignment we are and the more we serve that oneness, the more they start to figure it out somehow. And I don't know why that is, but though that's a fact. Yeah. I've oh, seen, completely. you know, people doing it coming out for years. Yeah. What I've experienced the most is that I've been, cons- because I've been consistent with it and because I haven't been wishy-washy and back and forth, that now, after some time has passed, I think that they respect the fact that this was a real choice that I've made for my mental health and for my family and, and all that kind of thing versus it being just, I'm a pissed off person right now. And so I'm going to make this like declaration or, you know, I'm going to make this, I'm going to set this boundary and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just being bitchy um, and I need to get over myself. I think that they recognize now oh, you know, this is something that she's really done. And they actually, I think, respect me more for it that I didn't flip-flop, that I did set it and say, and I think it's inspired some of them as well to do something similar um, with other people in their lives to be able to say, you know, this is something that I can do. And the more wishy-washy you are about it, the more people are not going to, respect it and and understand it if that makes sense because i feel like it's like so what's what what are you today versus this is how i feel and this is what i'm going to do and you show up consistently and you show up with you know love in your heart and you're you know working on all the other parts of you um and then you also start attracting people that are amazing human beings and help you to realize that you're an amazing human being too. You know, I think that that was another thing that I've experienced with setting boundaries is 
setting up these boundaries and then I've attracted these amazing people as I've worked through this work and they, you know, these incredible people are coming into my life and they remind me all the time about the fact that I'm, I'm a pretty cool person. I'm amazing. All the things that I, I've had been taught or thought about myself because of people who I've set boundaries up around, um, you know, I've got all these other people who love me just for me. You know, I don't have to be anything other than that. Um, and that also makes me show up in a different way. And I think that that's an important, important part of this. And I think when it comes to family, and especially your mom and your siblings, they just, they're, they installed the buttons. So they're the ones to push, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think part of it is, you know, one of the things that Rhonda was talking about on the Facebook page is you got to learn that sometimes you hold your buttons out there because you are so used to it. You know what I mean? And you've got to be self-aware enough to go in without all your buttons hanging out, you know. Yeah. And for you to bring to what what are you bringing to the party, you know? Uh, and then if you can even withstand the first time that they push a button and you don't respond, you do a different step. This is always what we talk about this all the time. They have to do something different. Yeah. Because yeah. with family, by now those things are like a dance that you do. You know, like one person says one thing and the next person does another thing. And if you can not do that first step, like they they throw that lob over and instead of catching it and doing what you normally do, you just let it, you duck. (laughs) Yes. Like you duck and you don't let it land and you just keep right on being great. Um, They got to do something else. And that's the practice. Like the more you do, you be great with people and you do stuff and ignore anything they do. Now, the problem is, again, with parents, it's hard to ignore that shit because it feels real. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not right. has nothing to do with you. We go back to the four agreements with this. It ain't about you. It's all about their insecurity and their well, crap, dysfunction, all that back to the induced culture that we are. <laughs> well, I think that also shows up more for me now as a parent myself is I can now recognize the fact that like I don't I don't want to screw up I don't I don't want to you know create these triggers inside of my children I don't want them to feel like I've but I know I I have you know, I know that well, you can't, I mean, being, you can't it's not. A, a human beings wire themselves up. I mean, you just can't, there's nothing you can do. Right. The only thing that you can do is as they start to become people in the world and can actually articulate it, you get them to talk about it and learn different new ways to, I think, start doing the work earlier. That's all. Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, I feel blessed that my kids haven't like, a, I think my kids have a solid spiritual foundation so far at the age of eight. Um, and all that means is that their idea of a universe or higher power or God isn't a punishing anything. <laughs> you know, it's just a loving force that is within them and everywhere. You know what I mean? And people die and turn into it. <laughs> that's, that's what my kids believe. When you die, you turn into that, right? You turn into that God that's everywhere. And, um, that's fantastic, and I if I, they've got that, I'm like I, I'm we're, so if they got that at eight, I mean I'm already happy. You know? Yeah. The rest of it's, the rest of it's muscle flexing around managing our minds and everything else. So. Well, actually, the rest of it is hitting the teen years and deciding I'm going to disagree with everything that my <laughs> parents have ever said. That's, That's what I'm true. experiencing Let's right see, now around kids spirituality. Will, 
my kids will, well, maybe my kid, I could see Rose like rebelling and going Christian or something. Yeah, like That's Uber. <laughs> She's like born Uber again. Christian, like born again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see Rose getting born again. Although she's uh, around the trans thing, she'd never, you oh, know, like that piece. Because she's all gender conscious and stuff, so. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, teenagers are fun, huh? Yeah, it's been an interesting interesting ride because my little girl who was my just little sponge and, and she was very, I would have called her spiritual. None of us are, my, my set of family has not been religious so to speak in terms of you know we've gone to church off and on and we you know blah 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 believed in different things and but she was very spiritual and was always very good about sort of questioning and and thinking big and now she's at this point where she's like it's all stupid and blah 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 and she's doing you know she's saying things that, that I like echo it's funny it like echoes Things that I said when I was her age, you know, I'm an atheist yeah. and and this whole organized religion thing is just about taking down my individuality and blah, blah, blah. It's so funny. I just hear the things coming out of her mouth and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, awesome, uh, great. But <laughs> I, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as we work through it too, because unlike, you know, my family... For example, I was bribed to be confirmed in my church by getting a car. So if I went through confirmation, I would get a car. You are freaking kidding me. No. No. Wow. I mean, and I even spoke at our confirmation. I read my letter of confirmation. I was like, I am getting a fucking (laughs) car. That car is mine. Uh, And I got my car. Got a car? um, And I was confirmed. And so here I am as a confirmed member of the church. Uh, what kind of car? It was a Honda Civic. It was okay. a little Honda Civic hatchback. It was adorable. Um, nice. Still one of my favorite cars I've ever had. Uh, yeah. Named it Rufus. Uh, but, you know, I was, I knew going through that whole program, I questioned everything that was said to me and didn't believe 90% of it. And, but I still went through confirmation process now with us and again here boundaries going back to the original conversation you know with mine I'm just like okay you know I'm not giving her any reason to to say something other than what she's feeling right now you know okay explore that you know go for it dig into that what does that feel like and I ask her some questions you know I just ask her little things like when she'll say something about you know, doesn't, doesn't believe this and that, I'll say, okay, well, what about this experience? And then she, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. And then so she starts to think about it. That's all I want from her right now is to be thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and how lucky she is to be able to have that space to think about it. And so I tell her all the time, like, that she has the privilege to be able to say and question her own spirituality. Um, yeah. And so she needs to recognize that privilege. So, you know, I don't know where we were, I was going with that conversation. We just drifted into. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about boundaries, right? Boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. So my boundary with my children is that I don't create a boundary for them. You know, <laughs> I let them be who they are. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I I definitely catch myself having an opinion and then reeling that in as fast as I can because um, I'm human. But I definitely uh, I definitely want them to just be able to be who and what they are. So you know, that would be an interesting conversation to have too. Is like, I wonder if there's anybody out there that's listening um, that has a child who has ended up in a situation that was completely opposite of their own moral compass or their own beliefs. Um, (laughs) I know tons of people like that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. But, like, so you have a a parent who's, like, an uber-liberal hippie person, and then they have a born-again, gun-toting child? Uh Uh-huh. It's possible. Wow. I have a woman who is a uber liberal, 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 and her, and uh, she has a trans. Uh, I we could have her on the show. She has a trans daughter. Uh huh. And when her daughter came out, her siblings uh, refused to speak to her and her daughter, and still to this day don't let them see her grandchildren of them and everything else. I mean, she is uber. You know, she's uber supportive and liberal and everything else in there, born again, and will not have anything to do with their trans sister or their mom anymore. Oh, my gosh. So I know tons of stories like that because I live in the world. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of that. (laughs) That's true. And that's so, you know, to me is so foreign to... Right. to think about it that way or you know and then I'm like now I'm like what happens if my kid becomes like a gun-toting Republican <laughs> yeah it's happened I have another friend who has three daughters and uh, you know they're all different but one of them her oldest is a you know married a guy who's real country and I think he's a farmer and they're gun-toting and yeah they're Trump supporters and the whole nine so I mean I, I know lots of people like that yeah Wow, mm-hmm. that is... Yeah, and they're, you know, hippie as you can get, so I think that's got to be a little rebellion, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so, it's like, how did we rebel versus this way? Yeah, and in my own family, my dad, my parents were diehard Democrats. I mean, we were like the Kennedys, but poor. It was like, you know, you know, in my, our town, because uh, dad was the mayor and had been for 30 years, and, you know, politics, they were just always in politics. My dad would take us out in our pajamas to watch the returns come in, uh, up at the county seat at every election. Yeah. Never threw a baseball with me, but I saw every election return come in. <laughs> from the time I was... So uh, yeah. weird. My parents were diehard Democrats, and um, there's uh, eight of us who so lived most of our lives, and then my brother just died last year. And uh, three of my siblings are uber Republicans. So Wow. Or two. Interesting. Interesting. That should be, well, there's a topic there about boundaries, too. Woof. All right, guys. Well, we are loaded up here. We've, we've made it to 30 minutes somehow. <laughs> and I'm just like in shock and awe right now. Uh, just don't like, uh, yes. Anyway, so we are at 30 minutes. As always, if you have topics that you'd like to um, have us cover here on the podcast, please, you know, either shoot us a message on Facebook. Um, you can actually start a thread in our private Facebook group. Um, these are some of our favorites because we know it's something that uh, you guys are wanting to to hear about and to talk about. Um, and hopefully we've helped 
out with those who are having questions around this area. Um, if there's anything more specific you want us to, to cover, we're happy to do so. Um, and as always, if you could take a minute to leave us a review, uh, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. All of that stuff really does oh, help uh, us in terms of our overall numbers yeah. and our ability to continue doing this thing hey. we like to do so much. Yeah, something else I want to make sure to mention. Um, I shared with them yesterday on the live that I'm not putting this out on my page. I'm not putting it anywhere else. But I'm going to be raising my rates on group coaching as of June 1st. And so I want to let this group know that um, the prices that are on my website are my old, old prices. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to get into a group for 200 bucks a month, um, with me, it's a pretty intimate group. It never gets over 10 people. Uh, there's like four or five spots that I can take. So I want to let people know that go to my website, click on executive coaching. It'll say group coaching there. I do have a couple of private spots too if people are looking to invest three months of their life into creating something powerful um, and want to hop on that right. I have a couple of individual spots too. So wow. just want to let people know if they want to take advantage of that. Where things are moving, um, I'm not going to be doing those groups much anymore. Uh, so it's pretty much last call. And that's why in this uh, on this podcast and in the group is the only place I'm talking about that because this is the group that I want to be able to take advantage of that if they really want it. So um, that's I just my feeling about it. Like I'm just like, that's the group. And then if that doesn't happen, then it isn't meant to be. And I'm going to probably not do that anymore. So um, letting you know until June 1st, uh, you have until June 1st to jump in at this price. It's like 200 bucks a month, which is insane. A steal of a deal. <laughs> Hell of a deal. And, and the uh, fact that you have a couple of openings for individual clients as well, you guys, this is a rare, rare, rare opportunity. Um, and it's becoming more I, I, like I'm like jump on that, guys. If you have even considered doing some one on one coaching with Jay, uh, take advantage of this opportunity today because uh, it won't last long and it's it's a rare thing that that comes up. So awesome. Uh, yeah. jpriorcoaching.com is where you're going to find yep. all of that goodness jpriorcoaching.com yep, yep. um, and as always we love you guys and we will see you next week alright bye love you thank you so much for joining us again this week on doing the work with Jay and Becca we appreciate you so much and we invite you to join us at doing the work with Jay and Becca on Facebook uh, we have a great discussion group there going or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes we have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about and as always we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care so thank you so much for listening stay connected and most importantly be kind to you hell yeah thank you so much jay and we'll see you next week see you next week